Welcome to Career Crossroads. I'm your host, Jonathan Colleton, and if you're struggling with a career decision or work with people who need help making career decisions, I am glad you are here. This is the second of the Career Crossroad Chronicles series, so quite different from all the episodes of this show previously. And this episode of the CCC series will focus on research. The question I am trying to answer is whether or not the decision to pivot this podcast and work towards offering the lessons from this podcast as a public speaker at the high school and university level, is it worth it? Essentially, I'm trying to answer the question of whether or not I am wasting my time trying to do this. Now, of course, I have a gut feeling that this is a good thing to work towards, and a lot of interactions I've had up till now are what make me feel this way, but I figured I should probably do some actual research in order to confirm that suspicion. Now, if you don't know what I mean by pivoting the podcast, I am changing up the typical long-form format of interviews to add in some new kinds of episodes, all still interviews, though. I gave more detail about that in the last episode, so check that out if you want to hear more on that topic. But for now, how will I answer this research question? I decided that the best way to do that would be to talk to people whose jobs are to work with young people at the various stages of picking a career path. So I reached out to a few friends of mine. First, I spoke to Denise, a recently retired high school guidance counselor. Then I chatted with Wei, a career counselor at the University of Toronto Scarborough, where I work. And lastly, I spoke to Tara, the director of alumni relations, also at UTSC, where I work. I'm going to play these conversations for you now, and each is about six to eight minutes, and you're going to hear them all in a row before I come back and talk to you at the end of the episode. So let's get into it. As someone who spent a lot of time as a high school guidance counselor, would you say that the students you talked to, did they generally have a plan in mind, something they thought they wanted to do with their lives? Or were they just thinking about, you know, just get to the end of high school and they'll figure it out once they're there? I would say there's a huge spectrum. So you have some kids who know exactly what they want to do, they think, have a plan, have it all mapped out. And then you have kids on the other end of the spectrum who don't know what they're doing tomorrow and know that the plan they think is some sort of post-secondary education future, but they have done no research. And I I think it scares them a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Do you think that for for the students who are maybe less prepared or more prepared? Do you think there's a difference in terms of the um, motivation they're getting from, say, family? Or uh, is it is it that some students you find are maybe pushed a little more by their family to in a certain direction and others aren't? That's a, a great question. A, a little bit of both. So, I mean, some of those intrinsically, like, well-prepared kids, sometimes their parents are Behind them pushing sometimes they aren't they're, they're just those kinds of kids um the kids who aren't prepared i i feel like for the most part yes there isn't a lot of parental involvement but even some where there is a lot of parental involvement they're still not they don't appear to be motivated to figure it out or appear mm-hmm. to want to be organized and 
I started to feel the, the for the longer I did that, or after a long time of doing that, that there was a little bit of a fear involved. Mm-hmm. And, and I often, the, the maturity level, I'm kind of continuing on here, but taking away grade 13, I felt made a huge impact on that for sure. So I work in post-secondary education. So I'm seeing a lot of these students immediately after they would leave school and having been talking to you. And so I wonder in the way that I experienced this many, many years ago, I think about 15 years ago, where university was sort of just the path I was supposed to go on. And it was, it worked out for me, but I don't know that I put much thought into that because that was sort of the direction I was led. And it was go to university, get an education, get a good job. Do you think a lot of students you know, we know some of these students are are very particular. They have a very specific job in mind that they want to work towards. But do you think a lot of other students sort of just go to further education because that's what they think they're supposed to do, and they they hope that they'll figure out what exactly they're there for along the way? For sure, there's a little bit of that, or or a lot of that. The expectation from their parents or their families that they're going, even their peers, that they're going to go to some sort of post secondary education. I do think that more kids now feel like there are different pathways. We've really tried to to stress that, that there are more pathways available to them. Their parents aren't always on board with that, I would say, though. Um, and that's sometimes a, a tougher sell. But, but certainly the expectation is there that they're going to move on. And for those that don't know what they're going to do, we often tell them, as you know, for sure, there are so many choices when you get there that so many more doors will open that you don't even know. So let's do a little bit of research now. And it's okay if your mind changes once you get there or more doors open for you. I certainly recognize that there are a number of students who when they get to us in post-secondary education, they're in a program because they think it's going to lead to something, but that that something is maybe ambiguous and they don't know exactly what it's going to be. And they, you know, that idea of more doors opening up, I think they hope that will happen without maybe outwardly stating it. It is something that, you know, they think along the way they're going to figure it out. For the students that are maybe more set in their ways, is there any sort of uh, acknowledgement or, or speaking to them at the high school level to let them know that the thing they want now at the age of 17 or 18 is maybe not the thing they're going to want when they're 22 and that's okay? Because a lot of students change their major when they get to post-secondary education. It's uh, I'm, I did it and tons of people I know did it. And so I'm just wondering about whether there is that sort of uh, education given to them about the fact that it's okay if you change your mind. Yes, we try (laughs) over and over again. But I would say at 17 and 18 years old, sometimes your guidance counselor isn't, isn't the person you're listening to the most. I mean, and again, there's a spectrum. Some kids are in my office every week and then some I am dragging in trying to have a conversation or their their mother or father are begging me to to try and sit them down and, and talk about those things. So yes, we do say repeatedly, it's okay and you, you might change your major. And lots of us have done that and we'll give examples. And 
you don't really know to you till you get there and that's all right mm -hmm. and just the stats on the people who change their careers over a lifetime mm -hmm. all different things like that so you know that this podcast primarily is about interviewing people who have changed their career. And one of the things I'm trying to do is push it in a direction where I can use all these stories to help benefit other people. But in the same way that you're discussing that, you know, it can be a bit of a problem to get these students this information, <laughs> I'm trying to actively figure out how to get information like this into the hands or into the ears, I suppose, of students. And that's why I wanted to talk to you today. Do you think that students would benefit from hearing about these career pivots that other people will have made? Or do you think at the high school level, that is not something yet they're ready to hear? They don't want to hear about people who are changing their minds later on in their 20s or 30s or even at the university uh, age bracket. They probably don't want to hear about it necessarily, but I think it's valuable information. And you're never going to reach everyone, but mm -hmm. you are going to reach someone that will will say, and, and I've had that where kids have come back later and said, you said such and such at this assembly or in this group meeting or, and it, it I think, wow, someone was listening. So yes, I, I mean, anytime they can hear those things. When we did our, um, we met with kids to do their university applications, but we actually, met and decided to meet with them in small groups like six or eight kids and part of the reason was to get them all talking so they would all be chatting and working on their their applications and and talk about it and have questions and share information and it worked much nicer I always thought than doing sort of one-on-one -on -one meetings which they could book after on their own anyway but anytime they hear these stories more goes in than you realize sometimes Perfect. That is exactly what I'm hoping for. That gives me a good direction to head going forward. So thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. You're welcome. <laughs> Way, the students that you talk to at the university, do you find that by the time they come to you, do they already have a career in mind and they're coming to you for advice about that specific career? Or do you find that students struggle to know exactly what they're going to do when they graduate? Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, it depends. It depends on the program they get into. For example, if it's more career-oriented program, what we say, like computer science or some management like finance accounting, they do have very specific career in their mind when they choose those programs. And uh, chances are when they finish university, they will go into those fields. But majority of the program, like what we talk about general arts and science, a lot of students don't have clear idea about careers. They just find maybe they like the subject matter or maybe they have vague idea. They want to work in the government. That's why they choose social science. Mm -hmm. Or for life science, it's quite interesting. I didn't do any stats, but just anecdotally, I feel maybe two thirds of life science wants to be a doctor. But, you know, yes. in the end, how many? can get into so chances are even they do know they think they do know what they want at some point during the university they feel actually it's not feasible what i'm gonna do now and then they back to square and then they're facing oh what other options no options good enough as doctor so definitely those i would say is i find at least in our university one of groups struggle a lot when they graduate um, without knowing what to do yeah 
Mm-hmm. Now, for the students who are in those general arts type majors, I was a history major, history mm-hmm. and Canadian studies. Do you find that they understand how they can take the skills that they have and turn it into something else? Or are they just worried about, you know, they're going to have this degree at the end, but what exactly can I do with this degree? Yeah, they totally have that worry. Because the typical question with what we get is, what can I do with my degree? Chances are most of them are social science humanity. They really don't have clue how their degree, what they learned, can connect to the real world, which in part is true. I think there's some dis- disconnection in terms of this whole higher education system, what employers are looking for and what we prepared in the curriculum. Um, and that's why really in the end, it depends on individual, whether they are aware of this disconnect and try to minimize the disconnection intentionally by getting experience. So in the end, those who are actively getting experience and trying to learn about themselves through experience end up having more um, idea about the careers. Uh, what I often tell them is it's not in the name of your degree, shape your career. It's your experience, shape your degree and shape your career. Uh, yeah, so that's, I really hope incoming students, the earlier they realize this, uh, earlier they get involved to try different things then they will have a better career ideas sooner. Great. And I'm a a huge proponent of that. It was exactly how I found my career in university by getting involved and trying different things. And so that makes me, it's a perfect lead into my next and last question here, which is, do you think that students would benefit from hearing about other people who have gone through these sort of difficult moments of having to choose and make decisions about their career that they didn't expect? These these people who thought they were headed in one direction and then realized that's not my future anymore. Uh, but to hear about those people and their skill set and how they pivoted from one thing to another, do you think that would be beneficial for students to hear more about? Definitely. I think... Um knowing different career stories, uh, understanding different possibilities is really a great way to for students to learn what's out there. Because one of the challenges for them is they don't know what to do with their degree. They don't really know their interest. Even they think, oh, my interest is helping people. That's why I want to be a doctor. But actually helping people, there are so many different ways through so many different careers. And that part unknown where they can get this. Uh, Yes, part of it, we can use online resources, doing some career assessment. But as you know, career assessment, the result is usually quite general and it's by job category. But in the real world, your jobs are much more diverse. So one thing I always encourage my students to do is just go to LinkedIn, check alumni graduate from your, um, your program and to see where they end up. Most of them have nothing to do with your degree. Uh, and then I also encourage you, why don't you just um, connect, even you don't know them, ask for a career chat, informational interview, ask those questions to understand their careers. But in real, after our session, how many people really do that? I really doubt it. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and that's why I think what you are doing is really valuable. You bring in different professionals from different fields, and especially those have really great career stories, probably it's nonlinear, what we call or either they uh, get into some careers by happenstance, or either they just uh, choose by discovering some new uh, interest. So this kind of story, I think for students, it's really could be an eye opener. It's one thing we tell them, career is not linear, it's very dry, right? But then it's another thing if they really listen 
and hear true stories from different people out there. Um, yeah, so I really appreciate what you're doing, especially when you ask those um, professional questions. One of the questions uh, will benefit our students is how did they figure out their careers when they, in the early stage, just graduate from university, especially from general degrees? Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for this information, and uh, I look forward to when we chat next. Thank you. Now, Tara, you work with people who have left higher education. You're a little different than some of the previous people I've talked to for this episode. Now, I am curious about students who leave university in our case, or I imagine it might be similar for some college students at that level as well. Once they head off into you know the real world, as I think many of them consider it, they expect that this degree is going to lead to perfect success and they're going to go and get that one job they set out to get. Do you think that is the reality for all graduates? Unfortunately, I'm not. I think, you know, we put higher education on our our goals, our our to-do list. And we assume that once, you know, the check mark is there, that there there will be this job uh, that we aspire to waiting. And, um, you know, for many, I think that that is a possibility. I think for those that come out of professional degrees, but I think for the majority of us who are, um, you know, doing a wide range of different studies at school, when we come out, um, there may not be that kind of perfect curated job uh, that we've imagined in our mind. And I think that can sometimes be difficult, but that there's lots of opportunities and exciting things that uh, we ought to be open to when we're, when mm-hmm. we're faced with that. So what do you think are some of the challenges that these more recent graduates face when it comes to entering the workforce and starting their career? I think that there's a bit of kind of going back to what I just said, unrealistic expectations potentially. So we've created um, a job that we think is a certain way or or even a job that may not exist in our minds. Right. Um, and uh, so I think there's a bit of that. And I, I think that, you know, everyone now with education, obviously, so accessible, which is fantastic. But, um, you know, the competition is just steeper. And I think that lack of experience that education doesn't kind of necessarily always give us that on the job day to day experience that careers ask for. So uh, I think those are the main challenges. But I think there's a lot of opportunities again, and with people's many passions that they will be able to find something that um, they enjoy. Mm hmm. Now, do you have any real sense of how many graduates are in the field of work they anticipated that they would be in? Because I know for someone like myself, I thought I would have a degree in one thing and I would go into this one type of job. And at some point I realized, oh, that's actually not going to be where I end up. But I have this skill set from university. I just need to figure out how to transition that into something else. Do you think that that is something, because I know the numbers aren't really out there for us right now, but do you think that maybe that is something that students or recent grads don't really see? They see the paper they have and they see what it says on the paper and they say, I need to go into this field. And and they haven't really thought about how their skills would transition to something else. Oh, absolutely. I think think that's a skill of its own, being able to mold what you already know and being able to apply it to a different, uh, you know, list of competencies in in a job. But my story is very similar to yours, um, where I went and did a degree in phys ed and thought that I would work in sport for my whole life. And I've spent the majority of my career uh, in advancement. And that's why I'm here talking to you. But 
many alumni I speak to have um, had a, a similar story. And I think there's a lot of different factors, uh, whether it be a mix of opportunities or challenges that they're faced with, uh, major life events, um, different reasons that they they may change paths, even just different passions. But I, in general, what, what I tend to get back is that people are, are really uh, grateful for the opportunity that their path maybe didn't go exactly the way that they expected, uh, grateful for the new opportunities um, and skill sets they've learned along the way. And so, yes, having a degree, absolutely important. But I think kind of traveling this path and learning um, where you are best suited and what drives you and motivates you is actually part of the fun as well. Wonderful. Now, for many people that I work with at the university level, I think they haven't put a lot of thought into what those other options might be. And and one of the driving factors for me in starting Career Crossroads in the first place was realizing that they could use some support, or at least I thought they could use some support in understanding that things might not go the way they expect, but that is going to be okay. So I'd be curious to hear from your perspective as someone who's working with alumni from a whole variety of, of ages and you've worked with people I'm sure who are recent grads and then you've got people who have gone back to school. And do you think for these group of former students, it would benefit them to hear about the stories of other people, people like you and me or the people that I interview to help them have a better sense of calmness about understanding that the future might go differently than you expect? I love this concept. I, lo I love the title of your podcast. I think that it really, you know, is, uh, speaks exactly to what you're doing. Because, you know, I think generations prior to us, there was really traditional career set out for them. Um, and, you know, there, were, there was a clearer path. And so some of the people who are um, educating and training this generation may um, see the world still with that lens. Um, you know, with entrepreneurship and people really like the side hustle and the gig lifestyle, all of these things. I think um, the generation that are going through school now, uh, you know, there are stats on how many times people change jobs. And I know, I, I believe it's something like six times in a lifetime. Um, I think I'm like at six and uh, I have like a good 25 years to go of work. So um, maybe six more. But um, I see that as um, an exciting challenge. And so when I hear other people's stories and how they maybe turned a passion into a job or why they chose to go back to school or why they chose to step away from a career, um, you know, take a break, whatever it may be. For me, it's a moment to reflect and, and to learn because um, I think that that actually is really exciting for um, the next generation. But I do think it's not part of traditional kind of career counseling. And so these stories, I think, play a ton of value um, in supporting the, the you know, students' expectations um, that it's okay if, if how you laid it out doesn't always work. And you may just have to take a different route to get there, or the different route might show you a great new opportunity um, in something that you are you're as or more passionate about. Well, this has been a very validating conversation. Tara. So thank you so much. And uh, hopefully you will get to hear more stories like this coming across and helping students and recent grads in the future. All right. I am back. Just me this time. Those were three very good conversations for me to have. And I hope that you actually got something valuable out of them as well. 
Listening to what Denise, Way, and Tara had to say, a few different things stand out to me that are relevant to the research question I posed at the beginning of this episode. One is that the water is murkier than it has ever been. There is an expectation for many people to attend post-secondary education, but the job market is changing faster than ever. Outside of some very specific professional degrees with a direct connection to a job, the path to a career is not always clear to young students in school. At the same time, these young people have the skills and education to fill a wide variety of roles and to be successful in a wide variety of jobs. But maybe they don't see that because they are thinking about the words on their degree and what it says they're good at. It sounds like they might need help figuring out where their interests lie and getting experience to help them find out their likes and dislikes and maybe even some support learning what is realistic. The job they envision might not exist in the way that they envision and the jobs they can't envision might be the perfect fit. When I think about these points in relation to my initial research question, ultimately I think what I'm finding from these conversations is that there is merit to me pushing forward with this. The content from Career Crossroads is relevant, and I think I can help these students and recent grads if I present it effectively to them. So where does that leave me? I would say I'm feeling like I'm in a pretty good spot. Deserved or not, I've got the confidence and motivation to push forward, because Career Crossroads can become what I think it can become. I just got to put in some work to get it there. Before I end this episode, I also did some other research by posting some career development questions to Reddit, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok and asking for people's input. I got some good answers to those questions, but if I started talking about them right now, this episode would be far too long. So instead, I'm going to include those comments in a blog post on careercrossroads.ca. That will be posted the day after this episode comes out, which is February 24th, so feel free to go check that out if you are listening to this after that date, or bookmark it for tomorrow if you're listening on launch day. I'd also be curious to hear from anyone else working as a guidance counselor or career counselor, or really anyone who has any thoughts on the questions that I asked of the people I spoke to today. If you have thoughts about any of those questions I asked to Denise, Way, or Tara, I'd love to hear them. Please let me know through the contact page at careercrossroads.ca. That's all for this episode, but I will be back next week with the third episode in the Chronicling Career Crossroads series. Until then, be well.